0: Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. It's uh, November 16th, a week before Thanksgiving. Actually, a week and a day before Thanksgiving, but uh, have a good one. Okay, and it's snowing here in uh, Maine. I talked to somebody in Vermont earlier. It's snowing there, too, but it's not going to last. All right, it looks like it's going it like to be a brown Thanksgiving, like the turkey, as opposed to a uh, white what? But it isn't great. We have a wonderful show for you today. A a new favorite guest is returning. That's Dr. Molly Ness, and uh, Molly's amazing. I'm just usually don't read the full autobiography or something. I just want to read this. Uh, Molly's a former classroom teacher, reading researcher, teacher educator, doctorate in reading from University of Virginia. Okay, sixteen years as an associate professor at Fordham University. She's the author of four books, numerous peer-reviewed articles. She began in 2019, because she's so concerned about reading and literacy, the end book deserts. End Book Deserts podcast to bring attention to the issue of book access and equity, which obviously we're the Consortium for Equity in Education. Molly serves on the board of directors. I'm not done yet. The board of directors for the International Literacy Association (ILA), and she's on the elementary advisory panel for Penguin Random House. Penguin Random House books. Okay, in 2022, she joined up with my good friends Learning Ally as vice president of academic content. Okay, and in her spare time, she also runs the Coalition for Literacy Equity, and today we're going to be talking not about Learning Ally, but about book deserts, why they matter, all that sort of thing, and also her Coalition for Literacy Equity. We're going to archive this show at ace-ed.org, and our website is special this week. We just uh, uh, announced the winners of our 2022 Equity Awards and Pre K-12 Contest Educators and Companies: A big list. Go over there, click on the uh, awards icon over at ace-ed.org. You'll see all the winners. You probably may even know a few of them from all over the country, schools, companies, etc., etc. And also, please, we're going to archive this podcast. There, we have the link to uh, teacher-retention.com as well as SEL Today dot org and the brand new issue of our magazine, our online journal Equity and Access, is up on site. You'll see the cover there. Just click on it. You can read the magazine. Okay, so go over, check it all out over at ace-ed.org. It's a lot doing this week, especially right now with Molly. Molly, can you hear me? I can. Hi there. How are you, Larry? Good. Here. How are Good you? To... I'm fine. Good to hear your voice. And before I forget, happy Thanksgiving. Though it's eight days away.
1: You too
0: you know thank you very much okay and how are you what's going on where are you today
1: i am actually back home in between conferences last week i was <laughs> at the international dyslexia association wow. um, yeah. and got a lot of learning done there and so i'm a uh, Wrapping up uh, writing what I guess will be book number five and what is, um, what's that going looking, to be
0: called not the godfather part does five Does not it? Uh, No, it, it does <laughs> not yet have
1: a title, um, but it, it is about? Um, all about its um, ha- Ways to help K through 8 teachers plan their read-alouds across content areas because wow. the research shows that um, Fifty percent of teachers don't plan their read alouds, so we're going to dive into the the science behind read alouds, the, um, how they improve students' academic, socio-emotional, um, even physiological states, um, wow. and make it a, 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 something that's practical for teachers to take into their classrooms and um, apply K, K through eight.
0: I think, I think that's wonderful, and we're going to stay in touch on that. You know that I'm always here to help you, okay? We, oh, I forgot to mention, with the magazine, you you won one of our awards. I'm not, did you win one of
1: our awards? I think you did. I think you I did. did. That's so kind wow. of you. Thank you so much. I forgot to mention that.
0: I can't believe it. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow.
1: Our Very kind
0: of you. That is it. It's and, and by the way, I had nothing to do with that. We had independent judges. They wouldn't even tell me who the judges are. I would have voted for you all the way down the line.
1: Well, okay. I appreciate that. So, I will have to uh, gloat to my teenage daughter who thinks I am super uncool now that, I, that I'm no, a, you're, an award you're, winner.
0: You're, no, you're incredibly cool. You're incredibly cool. <laughs> Okay, because she thinks I'm ultra uncool, okay? So I'm <laughs> ultra, you're you're just uncool, I'm ultra uncool, but you're very cool. And I've got to ask you something, which I, I was reading over at doc, Dr. DR, Molly doctor DrMollyNest.com, your website, okay? And I, University of Virginia. Yep. Okay, you have a doctor from there, and I just have to ask you this before we get into this other stuff. You serve there as the director of the McGuffey Reading Center. And when I read the word McGuffey, does that have really something to do with the real McGuffey?
1: Yes, it uh, was named in um, in honor of the the McGuffey Readers, which were some of wow. the first uh, the first yeah. kind of core program basal programs and. I I have very fond memories of my time at UVA, one of my beloved professors. The first thing she made us do in our doctoral class was walk to the university cemetery where McGuffey was buried, and we had to have a moment reflecting on his contributions to the field. And it was probably the richest professional experience of my life running that clinic, which um, worked Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. struggling readers and then the uh, graduate teachers who were becoming reading clinicians.
0: That, that that that's saying something because you you you've done a lot of great stuff so for that to be one of the shining stars of all the things you've done is incredible and i didn't know that mcguffey was associated with the university of virginia yeah I mean, that's interesting yeah so i saw that i just had to ask it's amazing and by the way condolences to uva this week they had a bad shooting there
1: they, and they did the and i'm
0: players. it's just horrible and uh
1: I, I, they, I have
0: nothing to do. yeah go ahead man. Go if ahead.
1: if you've been to u v a or Charlottesville, you know it's a, a place that your body may leave, but your heart and uh, spirit oh. never do, and I've been thinking of my friends and family and former classmates and professors and uh wishing that we were not in this situation again where we're having to talk about gun violence
0: yeah yeah, and especially and I have to say this since a the subject, Charlottesville's such a nice place. It really it, is. And they went through is. that, you know, five, six, no, more, more than that, like seven years ago with that crazy march they had yep. with those yep. neo-Nazis of all the places in the world for that to happen. Yep. Okay. And then, and then, uh, and then they, they have this, and the you know, the whole campus is, is so sad, but I, I read, read and listened to the coach yesterday who lost the, the three football players, you know, and everybody lost them, but it just was heart wrenching. You know, he just has to go through this as as they all do. It's just terrible. So I'm sorry. Terrible. I'm sorry you're lucky you're with such a great place, and I'm sorry that happened there, all that stuff. It doesn't deserve it, that's for sure. So let's move on, okay? And, again, you're also associated now. I I love the way I said this. You know, all the things you do, your VP over at Learning Ally, you've got the Book Desert podcast. We're going to talk about that. And then you are also the founder, president, chairperson, whatever, executive director of the Coalition for Literacy Equity, right? Yep, Yep. That's you?
1: That Talk about That is us, it. yep that is people involved
0: let's let's make this yeah so
1: um, the coalition of literacy equity was founded um, as a nonprofit to make sure that all children have access to books and to reading culture Um, so what we are trying to do is bring together all of the literacy advocates from many different fields and spaces so book donation programs um, Uh after-school reading programs school libraries publishers reading researchers um, nonprofits that work around literacy like reach out and read Um, we're trying to bring them all together in one sort of overarching organization for collaboration um, for the ability to um, have a strength in numbers and move the needle forward in terms of representation Um, and we promote lifelong learning through and lifelong literacy through advocacy research um, programming collaboration so we started I guess about a year and a half ago, um, we host the uh, an annual conference that has happened um, in August virtually, um, which Whoa. is a time for people to connect. Um, when I started this End Book Deserts podcast, I um, was connecting with all of these people and programs, everyone from grassroots organizations to huge organizations and people were saying I kind of work in a silo there isn't a professional home or an organization for me to join or connect with but I want to know what other people that have similar goals and have similar projects um, are doing I want to collaborate with them I want to learn more and so I thought well let's bring them together first in these uh, virtual conferences and then second in this coalition Um, and what we know from the research is that in one city, there was a fabulous uh, article in AERJ, I believe it was 2020, and it was written by Susan Newman, who is sort of the, the oh, guru yeah, of all yeah, of the Susan, book sure, access yeah, work. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. She looked at the city of Philadelphia. Which my has, hometown, Molly.
0: My hometown. <laughs> I went all through Philadelphia public schools. Fabulous
1: town, great place to be, great food, great culture, but significant literacy challenges. And what she did was she looked at um, 90 different programs across the city who were all a part of this Read by Fourth Grade umbrella network. And what they did is they used – sort of uh, geographic tracking um, to find out these book donation programs, where resources were going, how much was spent. And what they found across one year, a million and a half dollars of books were given. I think it ended up being about 900,000 titles. I may be wrong on that number. Um, But more importantly, they found that books went more to kids living in borderline poverty um, conditions than kids living in low poverty. And the big yeah. takeaway was that all of these programs are sort of operating in, in isolation or um, mm-hmm. in schools where they're either redoubling their efforts or um, not being as efficient as possible. And so the idea here is that we, um, as we grow and scale our work, we need to be coming together um, for the greater purpose and um, making sure that our efforts are going where we intend them to go um, and trying to get a larger platform so that we can advocate for policy and um, and media attention and and things like that. So um, anybody can become involved. The website is...
0: Yep. yep. Anybody just, can become have-
1: involved. It's a, the website is litequity. L I T and then equity. dot com. Um, and we have all sorts of programming events. We meet um, kind of for casual, informal. We call them think tanks, which are once a month. We have somebody um, who talks about their work, and then we. Just It's sort of the equivalent of a virtual coffee talk um, where we connect and share resources and ideas. Mm-hmm. We um, twice a year have a book club. Last spring, we read <laughs> the book Change by uh, sociologist Damon Santola, who talked Everybody about...
0: Everybody has to have a book club these days. Yep, That's yep. Um, we're having
1: That's a good. winter, or winter, might be late winter, early spring 2023 book club, where we're going to read Parent Nation by Dana Suskind, and the author is going yeah. to be joining yeah. us. Um, and we, our hope is eventually to have funding so that we become kind of a clearinghouse of research and policy so that people who are trying to grow their efforts can come to us for funding. We can be more purposeful with um, research efforts um, and um, keep the work going forward. And unfortunately, we're not there yet with funding. This is be. sort of my, my, my side gig in addition to you know, my many other hats. Um, it's my <laughs> passion Fair project. Time, yeah. In your spare um, time, yeah. Yep. So sure. I am. A, I have not mastered the fundraising, the um, event planning, the social networking kind of stuff that goes into a nonprofit, but um, have a lot of conviction and a lot of, a lot of passion for it. So we'll get there eventually.
0: I can hear it in your voice. Uh, I, I have to ask, by the way, I'm going to introduce you to my wife. My wife works at uh, uh, WGBH in Boston in the education department. OK, and she's their teacher liaison there to all the stuff that that uh, public broadcasting does for educators. And she's a former reading teacher and ESL teacher. And I mentioned you to her just before I came on air and she said, oh, please introduce me, please. Fabulous. Me. OK, so uh, she's got a good connection to uh into uh, WGBH and PBS Learning Media and all that. That's what she does all day, okay? Fabulous. I'm, looking so I'm going to it. introduce you guys, okay? That's a good outlet right there, okay? And also, uh, by the way, I, sh- I should mention Molly has an article in our latest issue of Equity and Access, a beautiful article, okay? And I hope you do read that again. It's on site today astashed.org. Just click on the cover of the magazine, you'll see Molly's article in there, okay? And I wanted to ask you, are you working at all with a company called Benetech or Bookshare?
1: I am not. I'm not familiar with them.
0: You will be by the end of the day. This is a wonderful company. I've worked with them for years. It's big, well, they're a nonprofit that's based in uh, Benetech. I need this to ring the bell. They're based out in California, and they give access to people who need it, not necessarily poverty, okay but all the things like site like uh, 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 difficulties, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. They're a fabulous organization. You're, they're going to love you.
1: Great. Okay, okay. You're going to love
0: them. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to make to. sure I, I introduce you to Joel over there today. Okay, Fabulous. so that you guys can get together. She's she's great. She's, they're great. They're just great. Okay. So Benetech Bookshare. I'll, I'll introduce you later, and everybody should go over there and check it out. They they have every book you've ever heard of in the world available to you. Hmm. Available to you. Okay, it's absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. It's, it's free. So we're, we're going to get that together. Okay, and you you want, our listeners are mostly K-12 educators, okay? You want them involved in this, right, Molly? I the do, and I want them, yeah, I want
1: them involved. I want their voices. I want their um, innovative ways of how they are making sure that their kids in their classrooms Have access to books when school closes. Um, I want to hear how they are embracing and um, creating and fostering reading culture. It's not just about having access to books, but also having ways for kids and communities to to really embrace reading culture. Um, So I definitely want to hear them.
0: Good. And and, uh, you're working with, obviously, AASL? I assume you know those folks.
1: Absolutely. Okay, they're
0: great. You know Sylvia?
1: I don't, but um, I Still, will. Sylvia is the executive director. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not re- sure you're- connected with her yet, but will Man, do. we'll do. But you
0: will be by the end of today. I can promise you that. Okay, fabulous. All right, I'm happy to do that because you're talking about including my wife and. Uh, you, you they're going to love what you're doing. I mean, you are just you are a powerhouse out there. I got to tell you, Molly. Okay, you well, are. Thank cool. you. Your sister, your sister, your, your daughter thinks you're not cool.
1: No, cool. I well, she's, you know, the, the word that kids today, t- teenagers are using is cringy. So everything oh, I do is God. very cringy.
0: Really? Yep. No. Uh, just,
1: we we've entered just that phase. put her bag over your head parenting. and drop
0: her off at the mall, and you'll be a good yep. That's all there is Yep. Doing, well, I know? have
1: a a t-shirt that I wear in the house that says "Weird Moms um, Build Character." So she really likes when I wear that to to pick her up at <laughs> sports practice. And <laughs> I figure if that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cringing, I like might as well. I got to embrace yep. it.
0: Yeah, you got to embrace it. They're so funny. They are so funny, teenage girls. Oh my god, they're hysterical. <laughs> all right, we, we have we have boys. Okay, so I know, but I believe me, I know the pain of teenage girls.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hysterical. Okay. Anyway, this is great. I really congratulate you for getting all this together. It's again the Coalition for Literacy Equity and it's at Lit L I T equity. One word, lit equity dot com. Go over there, check it out. And also, I'll say it again. D R, Doctor Molly Ness, D R Molly Ness, okay. dot com. Any relation to Elliot, by the way?
1: I get that question all the time. I'm sure no, you do. Yes. Nope. nope. And I, uh when I was a kid, I was called Loch Ness Monster, um, <laughs> all of those things, but no relation. <laughs>
0: Which I had thought of it. I'm sorry. I didn't. I just <laughs> thought of Elliot. That's okay. That's great. Okay. You didn't name your daughter. Uh, my son's name is Elliot. I just realized that, Elliot. Yeah. And, 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 and you didn't name your daughter Locke. So it's Correct. Now, which would be a, a terrible thing to do. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about book, <laughs> book deserts and end book deserts, your podcast. Talk about that. What, what's coming up on the agenda? What have you talked about, and where where are we on all that? And that's sure. to do with your coalition for literacy equity. Speak well, out, so Doctor Ness. The
1: uh, the End Book Deserts podcast started, I guess, about two years ago when I read the the staggering research that um, 32 million American kids lack access to books in their homes, schools, or yes. communities. Um, and and I, I I still can't wrap my head around that number. When we're talking about something that is as portable as books, there's no expiration date, it doesn't involve you know human knowledge, but kids not having access to reading materials. So I started the podcast first to just raise awareness to that, um, and then secondly, to shine the spotlight on the people and programs who are working all across the country to get books right. to kids. And when I think about a book desert, I think obviously about kids living in... Under Resourced areas, but I often think about kids who live in, in kids who, in populations that are underserved so um, some of the programs that i 've featured give books to kids living in the foster care system, or um, there 's fabulous uh, Programs that um, provide read-alouds, video read-alouds, and an accompanying text um, to parents to kids whose parents are deployed overseas, um, so, and there's similar programs with kids whose parents are incarcerated. So, um, I've been doing all these episodes to highlight the people and programs that are doing it. Um, there are, there's everybody from you know one woman who's taken a school bus and drives into her community in the summer, all the way up to professional athletes. Um, I had Christy Yamaguchi, Olympic ice skater, um, Malcolm Mitchell, uh, Super Bowl winner. Um, So it has been super fun to to see all the people who are working in such innovative ways. Um, And so the podcast now, we obviously during COVID shifted to this work is even more important now that schools are closed. How are we making sure that kids are getting books? Um, And now we're sort of going outside of the box a little bit and focusing on programs that are also working to build sustainable literacy culture and what that looks like as well as Larger organizations and corporations that literacy is their cause. So Dollar General is a huge founder. Lots of us know the wow. Dollar General stores. They have an enormous. Great you said that. Um, yep, um, Dollar General Literacy Trust Literacy Foundation. Um, next week, I'm uh, going to launch one um, from KPMG, which is a financial firm of 40,000 sure. employees that um, sure. has embraced literacy. So it's really. Um, What's fun for me is to see people outside of schools and people outside wow. of libraries who have embraced literacy as their cause, um, you know, medical organizations and legal firms and all these places. And it's when all of these people come together from so many different organizations and walks of life um, to, to connect about literacy and why it's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, for me, the, the, excite, the exciting components.
0: Well, I, I, I it's just wonderful what you're doing, i got to tell you. I, I, I want to ask you two questions. Historically, how bad have book deserts been in the past? Are they worse now than ever? But before you answer that, I just want to say schools always have tight budgets, okay? And the first thing to go in a school is the school librarian, Absolutely. okay, for reasons I cannot figure out, but that's besides the point, okay? So that's, a, that's the first thing to go, all right? If we want schools to work, and if companies want people to grow up to be able to be able to be literate and be able to work for them, it's corporations like you said, KPMG, Dollar General, yep. yep. that have to step up. I, I just was reading the New York Times. You know, uh, I think uh, Elon Musk's salary is fifty billion a year. Okay, and not to pick on him, he hardly needs me picking on him this week too. Okay, <laughs> but my but my point is. Okay, we've got to make sure that corporations and a lot of them do really get involved and put the money out there. They have the money, just like Wendy sells the beef. Okay, they have the money. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned those two. And I think that's wonderful. And you can talk to that. But also uh, I want the history of book deserts. Where, Where are we now as compared to before?
1: Um, I'm, I think we're, you know, when I look at the figures, the figures are. And by the way, this been, is
0: radio, Molly. If, if you don't know the answer, just make it up. <laughs>
1: um, well, I was a professor, so I'm, you know, very well used to that. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't think we have a sense of whether the numbers have changed. I will say what we don't know very much, What there is not, um, to what I, to, at least that I'm aware of, any hard data around rural book access. The data that are out there are oh, um, wow. mostly looking at urban areas. And obviously, really? getting really? books to kids in rural areas has its unique set of challenges, transportation, geographic um, isolation, that sort of thing. So that's oh, an area that my, I, I hope, um, when we get some funding, the uh, Coalition for Literacy Equity can start exploring. Well, um, actually, I, I
0: can that. help you there, Alan. Pratt, who's a wonderful guy, runs the National Rural Education Association.
1: Fabulous. Okay. We and if you want, I connect. will
0: introduce you to Alan because he would love to talk to you about this. This is, this is kind of the kind of stuff they deal with all the time.
1: Sure. And, and your point about all of these people having to – we all pay the price for illiteracy. It is a cause and so, an agenda – that um, all of us have to care about because of its importance. We kn- we know that illiteracy um, has huge financial rep- uh, repercussions. It has impacts on. People's socio-emotional development, if you look at incarceration rates and trace them to illiteracy, if you look at poverty rates, if you look at um, how much people are spending on health care because of illiteracy, this is something that we all have That's to care point. about, and there's, there's no politics involved here. We all have to care about this, and we can all do That's something right. about it.
0: We, we we really we really can and Molly you, you know you wrote that wonderful article for us but uh, I would love to have a column in each issue of the magazine or uh, from the from the Coalition for Literacy Equity I.E. you and your gang uh, okay. we would love
1: it we certainly have lots right. of work that we're excited about and can be um, adapted to any community.
0: Right, I would love it. I apologize for the phone ringing. My ringer is supposed to be off, but it wasn't. I apologize for that. I'm just surprised my
1: dog hasn't barked in the background. What,
0: What is the dog's name? I have to say this since you brought that up. Dogs are always welcome. On well, um, radio. Molly, he is, what's the dog's name, name? name?
1: I have a golden doodle named Fozzie, as in F- uh, F- the Muppet's F- character. And he is okay. um, incredibly emotionally needy, which is uh, yes, one well. of my favorite things about him. He probably just,
0: not reading to him enough, Molly. And,
1: <laughs> so it's probably, right. you can list that to yeah. uh one, as right. one of my Have your red, white, complaints.
0: bang to him. Call the I have...
1: <laughs> Yep. Well. Uh...
0: <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. Come on. Or, really? you
1: know, my the, the Marley book and all of those yeah, things. Yeah, about... I mean, what's
0: going on here? Yeah, yeah
1: Marley. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, give him a cookie. Tell him Uncle Larry gave him a cookie or her. I whatever. will. He
1: will definitely get some some Keys. treats after, after after uh, after That's we're good. done. He's so so for bark, for not sure. barking.
0: He's <laughs> welcome. He's welcome to bark. <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's the only way he can get his points across. All right. So I, that's not a problem at all. <laughs> this is great. So, so the next step we're going to get, we're going to do more podcasts together. We're going to get, get you guys writing a column in the magazine, et cetera, because what I think you are doing is great. And we want to give you as much voice as we possibly can out there, even beyond your end book deserts podcast, which I know is wonderful. I hope people really, really do check that out. Okay. Cause it's really important stuff, what you're doing okay what 's the Thank thing you. where is it are you going to go live with your conference this year or is it going to be uh, you know, yeah we're
1: un, we 're unsure of what the status is um, I have planned the conference a hundred percent myself. With uh, oh, wow. essentially no budget and um, no no kind of none of the yeah. promotion, event planning, all of it. Um, well, we'll help you promote and,
0: it. We uh, <laughs> No charge. We'll help <laughs> last
1: you. year, I sort of said like, as much as I adore it and people are so grateful for the opportunity, I sort of finished it last year and was like, oh my god, never again. Oh my god, <laughs> um, that's so we are right. definitely at a point of we have to we have to consider what other options are. It's a fabulous event and one that fills a void in. Um, all of these organizations, their work, they don't have a conference like the I'll one that I just you, went I'll to last week. I'll introduce
0: you to my wife, Carolyn. and uh, she, she's the chief organizer of everything. Perfect.
1: Okay. Well, we your, need your, her. Your,
0: your, your problems are solved. Okay, awesome. It's done. It's easy. It's done now. <laughs> go take a rest. Relax. Take your daughter to the mall. Enjoy. It. Uh, Fabulous.
1: She, she would probably rather go to the ice hockey rink. She's an ice hockey player. so.
0: Oh, she, what position? She Good plays center.
1: Wow. She is, I love yep, that. She's. Yeah, she's a little powerhouse on a girl's team that she is wow. good. Um and it, she certainly didn't get it from me. So I'm still trying to learn, you know, when I yeah. really want to annoy her, I call them um you know, you, I liked your goal in the first half and she gets so annoyed <laughs> and um and,
0: but, and and just be thankful. Just be thankful. I know ice time is expensive that she just didn't decide to become a goalie. Because a goalie outfit costs about seventy-four million dollars these days. Well, I have right. to
1: say she yeah. is the goalie for her lacrosse team.
0: That's okay. So, My son is yep. the goalie. That—that's the goalie on the cross. Okay, yep. and as I learned, they're expendable. Okay, but in hockey, they're well covered. Okay, yes. and all that costs a fortune. Okay, that's- so be glad she's a center. Okay, yes. that's great.
1: Yep, yep, and uh, of of all, you know, if I'm not working, I'm I'm driving her to the hockey rink. Um, so it's it's certainly time consuming, but you know, more power to her to finding something that she loves.
0: That, that, that Molly's next book is called "The Guide to the Twenty Four Seven Three Sixty Five Life."
1: <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs>
0: Definitely, but Molly, this has been great. It's always a pleasure to have you here. We're going to do a lot more, and I'm going to introduce you to all these people, okay? Well,
1: thank you so much for your time and your kindness.
0: Oh, are you kidding me? You're always welcome here. It's a pleasure to have you. You're such a go-getter. It's incredible. Good luck with everything you do at Learning Ally, my good friends, okay? We're your VP of academic content. Okay? Yes. Okay, that's the kind of powerhouse company that is. Molly, yep. thanks a million. Well, okay, all I the best for you for the holidays. It. Oh, thank you, and you too. Happy Turkey.
1: Thank Happy you. Take Turkey. care.
0: Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, everybody, that's Molly Ness, Dr. Molly Ness, and she is, um, she's a dynamo, what can I tell you, obviously. Okay, wow, and she is cool. I don't care what her daughter says, she is cool. All right, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. The uh, magazine is over there. Molly's article is in it. She just won one of our awards on equity pre-K-12. Again, I have nothing to do with the, who gets the awards. OK, um, <laughs> they wisely kept me out of that loop. All right. Even though it's my company. Well, I'm not involved. OK, so she she got that award and just check out everything we do. It's all over there. with a to that or my name's Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K 12 Education Talk Radio. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>